According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 106, back at it again. Pierce, how have you been, my friend? Yes, well, and yourself? Good. Good, busy. Yeah. Not sleeping enough. Not sleeping enough. Going 100 miles a minute, feels oh like. How many hours of sleep you get? Oh, I don't know. An hour, maybe an hour and a half. No. <laughs> I'm doing much better. This week here was there, mostly, mostly fives and sixes this week. But okay. Improved. Nice. Yeah. That's like a good night's sleep for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really still. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to sleep way less than that. I yeah. sleep like three, I'm four, a four hours. I'm a four, no five, I'm a four, five hour guy now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're always so peppy. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't want to say peppy. Uh, how have you been, Dad? How's your week? Uh, it was long. I had a long drive to work. I had to work in a different city. <laughs> he works two blocks. Yeah, from away. <laughs> no, I was in T town. Oh, that's right. You were in Thornton today. I forgot about that. I was in Thornton. Yeah. Uh, it's an honor to have you back in the studio, my friend, uh, Staff Sergeant Lacey McDonald, back Let's in the studio. Let's do this. Going, it's just you solo this time, too. Just you, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think you were born ready. I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking uh, just how busy the weeks were. Mm. It's funny because we're in the same building yeah. five days a week. Do you guys see each other at all? Yeah, here and there. No, yeah. really? uh, no. Passing periods? It's like a, it's like a, <laughs> this it's was like a glance. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. Well, that's why I stopped to give you a hug yesterday, that's, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't no. seen you in so long. I know. It's, like, it's, it's like, been months since we checked back in with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's good, man? What, what's going on on your side of the building? Man, my side of the building? Trying to be as innovative with non-traditional stuff, man, to... Uh, get these minds engaged you know it's so interesting um uh, our music class has had some struggles uh, to say the least i guess with uh, classroom stuff just uh, behavior which is a big thing uh and so we pulled a lot of those students out of those particular classes during uh, seventh period and uh we formed a culinary arts class Wow. Now, the majority of the students in that class are male. Wow. And they're learning how to cook. Hey, that's And I'm a... telling you, you know, these, it's not an easy crew either, you know, that goes to this uh, uh, culinary arts class. But, I mean, they're so engaged because I think it's just, it's it's non-traditional because uh, it's not a requirement anymore for any type of, like, home ec or anything right. like that. So, uh, like, they're engaged. And uh, there's a, a particular student there that uh, struggles often but i mean he's like he's the chef and i missed what you said at the beginning because i was fiddling with audio stuff over here did you say a music class yeah uh, it was like music and just a lot of the other at at that particular time it's just a bunch of uh other different classes that you know maybe those particular students 
you know, don't find the value of that particular class. I think, you know what, you probably get a way better big picture than I do. I do. I do get a big picture. I have a very, very focused end picture. You do have a focused (laughs) lane. And and I get to, I get to see many different lanes from my perspective. So, uh, uh, you know, it's just a a lot of the uh, students that are struggling, you know, with uh, uh, being in the classroom and uh, we're trying to take non-traditional uh, methods of addressing those issues to get them interested in their education, man. Because like, there's so many kids that are cynical, especially with the uh, population that we deal with. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like 65% of the students that go to Lake Middle School are uh, either homeless, um, in foster care, or receiving some type of uh, government assistance. Wow. So with that comes a lot of trauma, you know, and yep. then and then on top of that, you got uh, families that don't even report it. So, wow, it's a, it's a struggle, man. Like, uh, in fact, uh, uh, there's a student there. He was featured in the Westward. Uh, he lived in uh, Sun Valley. His name's Eddie Brock or Eddie Brock. <laughs> yeah, don't give his full name. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be Eddie Brock. Let's just <laughs> yeah, call him Eddie work. Brock. That's fine. <laughs> But uh, he uh, uh, he had to move out of out of the Sun Valleys, and now he's a little further south. Family struggling to get him to school, and uh, you know it's already hard enough to get that young man engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like earlier today, I got up at the crack of dawn. You Somehow, know, I threw, have a threw the you... whole family in the in the van, <laughs> and then we went to go pick this boy up and uh, get him to school. Like that's. And that's just the type of dedication, you know, my family has in uh, making sure other these children succeed, man. You know, showing that type of love. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, unfortunately, it comes with a price, you know, because, uh, I mean, it's hard on our family. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's hard on our bodies. <laughs> it's hard on just like our spirit, man, because it's, uh, it's so hard to find the balance needed to combat this particular uh, uh, stuff that we're dealing with, man. Like you're on the front lines now, brother. I don't know if you noticed this or not. Well, the, the, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I'm where I'm at, dude. Because um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. It's not like I've thoroughly researched everywhere, but in my experience, you guys are doing something different. Not just in your approaches and everything, but in your dedication mm-hmm. and your commitment. And to me, that's like that's a huge thing for me because goes back to our conversation back in the day when you first came on talking about Project Exodus mm-hmm. and that you had this discovery that it was like, oh, one day we're here, next day we're not. Yeah. Life goes on for them. Yeah. In, in some crappy conditions, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, that's something that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, I guess our peers, a lot of them, I don't know, maybe a lot of our peers now are single. Maybe now they're having babies. I know... Uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, uh, Theo Wilson, is uh, having his first. He's getting married. You know, he's settling his family and everything. So, congrats, Theo. Soon, <laughs> sooner or later, he's gonna get to experience that. You know what happens when you get into the educational field with a child. So, like, I, I, I feel like there's, there. I, I don't know. Are there a lot of singles out there? I, I don't know. What do you think? I like that he's looking at you, Mike, because I... Uh, I'm looking I at both of you. Does, uh, does anybody I'm too old now. I'm too old now. <laughs> no, so I don't know. All my friends, all my friends are married or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a yeah, you know, like I that. have a couple of friends that are single still and still looking yeah. for to build a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm looking at just, I guess, Denver and Colorado as a whole, how uh, there's no true investment in uh, to cultivate like our, our educational system here, man. Because in doing so, we're going to be addressing a lot of other issues, man, that are outside of education to fix yeah. the education system. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like when you talk about uh, uh, a school that is as challenging as Lake Middle School, you're talking about like social economic stuff. You're talking about drugs. You're talking about gangs. You know, you're talking about teen pregnancy. Like there's a plethora of things, like even transgender issues, you know, wow. at that age range. And I, before I even got it, I never knew that there were children talking about like their sexual orientation. Me neither, dude. You know, at, let alone in elementary school, because a lot of kids start talking about it then. And then it See, moves that surprises me. I was shocked about middle school yeah. and I don't really have that elementary experience. So yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't come across that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Things man. have changed. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, but you know, I uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, whenever I try to stop in over there, you know, on your island, brother, you know, I just I always try to sprinkle all the love that I can and appreciation for you hopping into this battlefield, man. Because it's a oh. first <laughs> a lot of first year teachers, you know, they hop right on out because it's a it's a like an eye-opening experience because you have folks that come in with their ideologies of how they could come in and, you know, I guess be Superman or, you know, that, that superhero that's going to change and shape all these minds. And it takes, uh, I honestly feel like it takes a life. It takes a lifetime to create that type of change. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the type of dedication that you need. Uh, uh, what is anything worth that they need? Anything worth doing takes oh, time. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it does. Uh, uh, even now, like I'm seeing some of the fruits of my labor with some of the students that I've been working with, but that's only because I dedicated so much time to these kids. And this is like well outside of uh, school time hours. You know, yeah. that's like oh, yeah. during the summer. Wow. I'm I'm over there grinding with the the drug dealers and the gangbangers over there in uh, uh, Sun Valley. You know, I'm putting on movies and popcorn and handing out games and toys trying to compete with these you know cats that are out there yeah man that's how you do it that's that's real 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 deal like i could die doing i'd rather die doing something like that than than taking one out in afghanistan or something of that nature right, right. you know my <laughs> perspectives have definitely changed man so you think from going into education your perspectives have changed oh hell yeah oh that's yeah cool definitely yeah. definitely like yeah like but what's I, cool is you, you still bring that warrior mentality you have brother. to you have yeah. to i i feel like the the dedication and commitment that's on being a warrior and a soldier is the same type of dedication and commitment that needs to be brought into uh the educational field because i mean wh whatever we do with these young minds we're gonna pay for it you know what i mean <laughs> well, so whether we neglect them or if we nurture them to ra and raise them, like we will either suffer or we will benefit from what we do. You yeah, that's I mean? well put, man. We're going to be taking care of us later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I don't think a lot of uh, folks, I guess, from the age range of like 25 to 45 understand, you know, that we need to model you know, what we want to see. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, there's this great quote. 
I forget who says it, but uh, I'm going to say it was maybe Maya Angelou, maybe. But uh, it pretty much says that the way to change the world is to take care of your family. That's how you change mm. the world. Ultimately, that's how you change the world. So I consider, you know the mantra. Oh, yeah. You know, Lake Middle School, That's it's family there. When I've talked about this before on the podcast, I believe it's like, I've been at a lot of different jobs, dude, and I've done a lot of different things, and I've been told a million times that I'm part of a family. Oh, we're a family here, and we got each other's backs, and it's all been bullshit my whole life <laughs> until, until I started at Lake. And I told Amanda that when I first started. I'm like, I really feel it. You feel the support. Like You feel like, oh, we're all in this. Everybody's got their sleeves pushed up. We're all here to work. So. Oh, yeah. So I love it, man. I, I love what you guys do. And, and uh, I know you give me a lot of praise, but the truth is, is you were the one who spawned this idea. We talked about it. It was on a previous episode. I told you about it, right? Yeah. yeah right. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like, I don't think, we're, I don't know if you were on that one or not, but you were here and you put that idea in my head mm. and then, yeah, you got a phone call from your brother. He locked That's himself right. out That's of right. the house. He did lock himself up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you stepped out. And then when you stepped out, remember I said, I was like, dude, I need yeah. to put the guitar down or something. I yep. don't know. I feel something's tugging in my heart, dude. <laughs> no. Uh, so I found that quote. It says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. I love your family. Oh, that's, that's Mother awesome. Teresa. Oh, that's oh. right. That's Mother yeah. Teresa. That's right. That's beautiful. That's right. I knew it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no fella's going to say that. <laughs> so I was looking also. No, I know. The, the Colorado ranks um, anywhere from 39th to 47th in educational funding. Yeah, we're but, real low. But with those lo with those low numbers, they're ranked 11th as far as education goes. You mean like bang for your buck type of thing? Or? Uh, just like the rankings, like the the how they're ranked as far really? as education goes. Yeah, so you're how push, do they determine we're pushing that? the pushing the dollars. Yeah. You're pushing yeah. those dollars. Well, yeah, to the very to the max. <laughs> well, to, we're borrowing dollars. People's <laughs> giving lives trying to make things work over there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Shoot, like I, man, I got to give big ups to uh, Stephen Smith, man, because uh, he's, he's such working a well. It's like he's like you know working with him. It's been like. Uh, like Marty McFly in the dock, man. Like, that's how I feel like. For real. Like, he's Doc and I'm Marty McFly, dude. Oh. Like, trying to get used to this whole time traveling education thing. And he's like, oh, let's, just, let's go get this money. Yo, yeah, oh, dude, he looks, out. he's so comfortable. He is, <laughs> he's so comfortable in that element. Uh, yeah, I love him. I'd like to get him on here. Yeah, He'd we gotta be, get dude. I've had a couple of conversations with him where I'm like, we we need to chill and yeah, talk, like, dude. Gotta, yeah, got a well, lot. He'll of talk your ear off, that's for sure. So uh, he'd be a great one to have online, no mm -hmm. doubt. Yeah, we should get him, Mike. We're yeah, working on some guests. Do you have anybody lined up, by the way? You thinking of anybody lately? Uh, Jose Franz. Of course, uh, he yeah, still yeah. wants yeah. to do conspiracy. Really? Theory episode. Conspiracy theory yeah. episode. Okay. That's yeah, because yeah, now, now he's been watching like that uh, Netflix series Pandemic, and he's all freaked out with oh, coronavirus. No. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. Dude, the coronavirus is getting hot and heavy, man. He's supposed to. Uh, so um, uh, the twins, our friends, um, uh, one of them is supposed to get married, and they're getting married in May uh, in the Philippines. And they're supposed it's to go out there, and, and Fran the is like, zone. he's like, nah, man. Like, going out to the out there, he goes, I can't uh, even. He's like, like what? He's like, there's like a couple stops. He's like, they stopped doing uh, the China flights. Right. He goes, and he's like, the next stop to get out to the Philippines. He goes, you got to stop in Japan. He goes, man, they got some cases out there in Japan too. Yeah, I don't know, man. That pandemic stuff, man. I, it's kind of like. Uh, getting shot or getting into a car wreck or something like that like you'll die from flu before you die from coronavirus 
You know, if you look at the statistics. Well, it's mostly I, you know, I was wondering young, about that. It's mostly the young and old. Oh, yeah, with yeah. any of these. Yeah, mostly any stuff. Yeah. And flu and stuff like that. So it's just, again, the, the media hyping you know, it up. Hyping baby. it up. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, the coronavirus. And he was like, but if you're Mexican, you're okay. Yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> yeah. We can't, we can't be <laughs> Building up immunity for a while. <laughs> That's what I tell, tell Fran all the time. He's like, He's like, you don't get sick. He's like, are you, you don't ever get sick or anything like that. He's like, why don't you ever get sick? I was like, Psh, we ain't got no time to get sick, That's man. Right. I was like, you know, we was like, I was like, we got them crops to, <laughs> to get out there and get, <laughs> you know, sick days. Shit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was like, it's a joke because like at work, I have something like, um, I think I like 500 sick hours at work right now. Wow. You, oh, I know. I've worked with you. <laughs> Last time Mike missed a day was oh wait no you never missed a day. no uh, he's like is he dead nah he's he's okay <laughs> just use the gloves guys just yeah. use the gloves yeah why, why do you think Pierce why do you think that is when you get sick you don't take a day to rest I don't know not enough time left just fight in the world fight through it yeah yeah I'm not gonna lay in bed and do what. <laughs> Heal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recover, hang out, do nothing. <laughs> stuff that happens. That's why the wifey always jokes too. She's like, "Why don't you never go to bed like at like a t- like when I go to bed or anything?" I was like, "I go to bed when you go to bed." She goes, "Yeah, but you're like watching TV or on your phone or something like that." I was like, "Cause what if I miss something?" <laughs> she's like, "Who are you gonna miss at night?" I was like, "I don't know. I miss something. Something's <laughs> gonna happen." i didn't realize you were still sleeping that little yeah yeah it's still going strong because you remember me back in the day i mean from the time i was probably a freshman in high school until i don't know five years ago yeah i'd sleep anywhere from three hours to six hours yeah Yeah. three to six i remember that's why i got it i got super addicted to coffee in high school I was just busy. I was taking AP classes and I was doing theater and just doing a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> trying to get in my own apartment. My parents moved out here when I was um, 15. We were just talking about this. 15 or 16? 16. 16. Yeah, and I stayed back to go to school in Cali. Mm, so Yeah, that's right. That's high right. school. I just set the standard then, but then it hit me. Like, I was like, I hit a brick wall, dude, like five years ago. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like where all of a sudden right. it was just like, I can't do this every night. And then I started teaching and it was like, I had to, I was like, I don't have a choice, dude. <laughs> Shit. And it made me realize like how important sleep is as you get older. It is. It's yeah. extremely important. They do say you sleep less as you get older though. Right. Biologically, like your biological needs anyway, like it's harder to sleep in. I think kids like the kids it's hard are, to sleep in. Yeah. I'm up by four all the time. Really? I mean, I can go to sleep at 8 p.m. No problem. <laughs> but you up at 4. By, okay. by 3.30, I start stirring. By okay. 4, I'm out of bed yeah. by 5. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I haven't hit that yet. I, yeah. I, like, I was trained to get up at 4. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 15 years with the Army, man. Was, like, I'll get up. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels so good, man. Oh, what I do hate about it is once the day starts, though. And when you do, you sleep in and then... All of a sudden, you're like, you blink twice, and it's, it's 2 like p.m. 2 and you're p.m. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah. damn, what happened? <laughs> yeah. You get a verdict, then you're like, damn, it's only eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think That's biologically, um, the average adult needs between seven and nine hours. They say is like ideal. Yeah, that's ideal. And then, but like kids we work with, they say is I've 12, seen numbers. Yeah, twelve. Oh, I didn't. Have, 13, I was gonna say ten. I didn't even know it was that high. Yeah, it's twelve. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's so important because the brain's developing. Yeah, and yeah. we don't really understand what happens when you sleep, but it has a huge impact. It on, does. On your brain uh hmm. 
God, perfect example. Uh, we got, man, we got so many students there that just don't get to sleep, man. And then you see it. Oh, I see it. You see it. They're dragging. They're not learning, frustrated, Mm -hmm. highly irritable. Oh, man. You need your sleep, especially kids. And then, uh, like, even the younger ones. So they're doing, like, well, as babies, you know, they're pulling, like, 18ers, you know, off and on all throughout the day. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, they're supposed to be pulling in, you know, another 13, 14 hours. And then, like, the teeny bops are supposed to be at least 12 hours, at least. What are you looking yeah. at over there, Pierce? You gotta... This man is, like, a spot on with all the statistics. He's like, I am. So it said zero to three months, and it says 14 to 17 hours. Yeah. He said 18. <laughs> and then he said, uh, awesome. uh, t- he said uh, a three-year-old was... Uh, yeah, like 14, 14 hours. hours, and it says 14 hours right yeah. here. Ah. And then, like, teenagers are, like, like 8 to 12. 10. Yeah, and, eight to and so 10, adults, 12. is it 7 to 9? Is that what it says? Yeah, 7 to 9 7 is to nine good for, for us. Twenty adults, yeah. Yeah, until 64. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I was uh, doing that research because I was researching, like, what we could do uh, to maximize the success of the, the kids over at Lake because uh, I really would rather have them start school later. Mm. I would. Like, if they started at 9 o'clock or something like that, dude, we take care. You know, like, they would come in hype. And then uh, wow, and, and have a, and then having, like, a later release period would give them an opportunity to be in the school somewhere safe. Less time to figure less out, Less time right? to hang around the hood. Less time to do something destructive. Hmm. And we can be a little more productive with their those that particular time period. Because let's say, you know, parents may mm, be getting off man. work at like six or seven. You know right, what I mean? Are there people right. talking about this? I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, in fact, uh, I think maybe five months ago, I was uh, over there at the school board for public commenting. And uh, there was a gentleman there that was talking about how children need more sleep. And like he was like, yo, we need to move these time back. This time back, we need to make these adjustments so we can help our children. That's so interesting. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. And I'm even thinking of my kids. I mean, get, it's like trying to raise the you dead wanna, in the morning. Yeah. Do you want to know our That's average right. for our age? So it's supposed to be seven to nine. You can get away from six to ten, but when it's not recommended, you're not it's recommended like to sleep more than ten. <laughs> Don't sleep more than ten hours. And it says don't sleep less than five hours. It's it's based. I've on been hour. good my whole life. I'm it's based bad. on uh, <laughs> it's based on hour and a half cycles, right? And I think the ideal is that you would have so what would two s- REM seven? Cycles. Yeah, you have to have a couple of REM sleeps in there. Yeah. yeah, so it's an hour and a half each. So if you and I felt that before, yeah. where I got enough sleep, but I just felt weird in the morning because I just slept like I was. I forced myself to get up in between cycles, like right yeah. in the middle of one. Okay. Yeah, so that's real. Does anybody do that thing in the middle of the night where you have to pee and then like you're like fuck, I was so tired. Yeah. You, just, you just close your eyes the whole time when you're going to the bathroom and you like I'm so That's right. Sleep. You know, I've got and it down to, to a bed. science baby. Yep. Like I you can know where hear, everything's I can at. hear like where the pee goes and I'm like, "Okay, I'm a little too loud. Let me get it right on the rim." <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> yep. I, I know it exactly. And then Call you just those see, the ninja peas, baby. Yep. If I'm awake, everybody's going to be awake. <laughs> you hit the center of that. That's it. If I'm up, you know, uh, with regard to sleep, that is something that, and I've told you this before too, it changed when I started teaching. Never in my life have I ever had, because I never slept that much. So anytime I'd lay down, as soon as my head hit the pillow, exactly. I'd be out. Yeah, deep yeah. sleep. And huh? now I have that happen where I, I have to get up and take a piss. I'm so tired. I I just zonk out and then we go like, oh shit, I got to take a piss. Yeah. Get up, pee, lay back in bed. All of a sudden my brain just turning. Yeah. It's like, let's go, yep. let's go. We got to figure this problem out tomorrow. Oh, we got this going on, oh, this going on. Man, I hate that shit. 
Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. That. And then I, I've had a few bad bouts with it. We just watch the you clock. You know what just, I don't do mm. is I don't look at the clock at all. Like if uh. I get up in the middle of the night. Oh, you don't? I yeah. don't because that's, oh, that's, that's so happens. true. Well, what happens. Because you look at the clock, you'll be like, like oh, it's, it's like three o'clock. You're, you're like, like, dude, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get, gotta get up yeah. in two hours. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't understand because they give you two pieces of information. They say, don't look at the clock. But then they also say, if you can't sleep for more than 20 minutes, just get up and go do something. Get a book, go in another room, get away from your bed, go do something different. But how do you know 20 minutes have gone by? Yeah. You're not looking at the clock. You know what? There's a uh, uh, there's this test that you can do if you're like sleep deprived, yeah. right? Uh, what you do is you you hold like, uh, I don't know if it's like a glass of water or something on the off the side of the bed. You set your timer for like 15 minutes and like you're just supposed to lay in there, be relaxed. Huh? And if you fucking like... Uh, before the fifteen minute like clock goes, that means you're sleep deprived. If it takes you, so if, if you fall so asleep, if you within fall asleep 15 within minutes. well within fifteen minutes, you're sleep deprived. That's my whole life up until yeah now. But it's more like I can't sleep even if I'm tired. Mm. Sometimes not always, but sometimes that's interesting. Yeah, man. I used to uh, always make fun of my brother when he was like, what, you know, my parents were like, what time did you go to bed? And my brother would be like, eight fifty seven. Like <laughs> what? How do you know the exact time when you went to sleep, dude? Yeah. Like uh, I went to bed like nine or three. Like what? No. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so uh, over at the school, I've yeah, been helping uh, Miss Diaz out with the with Jim. You know, I've always been trying to figure out where I can be extremely productive with the school. You know, because I don't have all the certs or the licensing for you know like math or science yet, and. Uh, I thought that physical training would be the the thing to do, you know. I'm an NCO in the army. That's that's ingrained in my DNA now, you know. Mm-hmm. You look at the tattoo on my ass, the army put there. You're gonna see, you know, physical education <laughs> is right there, <laughs> among among other things. So, uh, uh, you know, I figured that would be a good way to uh, help the school out and, and contribute the best that I can, and and activate something within the kids, man, because. Uh, like they do not value uh, physical education, man, or just you know, just getting out. Is that right? And, see, I really don't know. I don't dude, see they that. Don't, so, man. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like you'll have children that are gifted, so they'll be you know they're athletically talented. They were just born that way, mm-hmm. so they're like they're doing it. And then you'll have uh, children that struggle physically, and they're like, you know what? If mom and dad ain't ain't challenging me, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna apply myself man. unless somebody holds me accountable. Right. Well. Drill Sergeant Mac will hold you. (laughs) (laughs) So like the first week I went in there, uh, I was like, uh, I wanted to give them something to strive for, right? Some type of goal. And that's where the uh, Spartan uh, challenge that we have out here at Fort Carson comes in. It's a sprint. It's like eight miles long or something full of obstacle courses that uh, the kids can participate in and stuff. So I thought that would be a good thing that they can do to strive towards. It happens in the summer. It happens in June. But uh, uh, by giving them that, I felt like it was something that would get them moving. So when the first few days that uh, I was there training the kids, like they're they're running two miles. I'm like, guys, we're running two miles. And they're like, what? (laughs) Two what? And I was like, two miles, man. We're going to run around the lake. And I mean, in doing so, there's multiple factors that hop in with that, right? One, the community sees these kids because they don't, you know, uh, prior to us working there at the school, the only times that they really saw them was in transit or, you know, if they're 
taking mail boxes off of somebody's porch or, you know, there's all these negative connotations for the kids that go to Lake Middle School. Uh, so, but I wanted to, I wanted to change that, man. There's like a multiple, multiple purpose thing that we're doing here, you know, working with the kids. So while we're out there running, I have them singing cadence, you know, cadence helps with oh, your yeah. lung capacity yeah. and everything, <laughs> but it also shows school pride because my cadence is call, you know, they're calling like, this is the lake nights and da, 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 you know, as we're running and, uh, like a lot of the fucking people that are out there running around the lake and the majority of them are, you know, well to do wealthy white folks that run around that lake and i mean they're they're loving it they're loving seeing these black and brown babies running around being athletic and that's another uh, thing to talk about right the, the mix in that community because yeah. of gentrification yeah, because gentrifi- of dude we're in the aftermath it's like yeah. we're in the Very post-apocalyptic big. gentrified neighborhood <laughs> no yeah it's really that's a really interesting thing you guys ever seen i hadn't i hadn't really come across that before until now well it's yeah. just because the land values were so cheap and People, developers can go in there mm-hmm. and snatch up a whole plot of, you know, a whole, a whole, um, where an old, you know, bungalow would be and snatch that up and put like, you know, a fucking million dollar house right there. Yeah. It's a trip yeah. seeing it firsthand though, like working all yeah. day in that school yeah. and then watching the people walking their dogs yeah. outside. It's like, what Rolling is, up it? In what is happening? Yeah. You, the and cars, and the mix sh- of cars you see. And we're struggling to replace like light bulbs and shit in the school. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Bizarre. Think about that. Did I cut you off? Were you no. going to say something else? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's the weirdest part about it is seeing that mix. I mean, and I don't mean I never heard of gentrification. I just never had seen it up close like that. Mm. And maybe if I had, I probably would have been on, on the other end of it in my adult life. Mm. So it's really interesting to be on the inside of the school, seeing what we're seeing. And then you walk outside and like you said, the cars, the just the lifestyle that's happening right next to each other. And it's also kind of something makes me think about just how individualized our lives are in America in general. And then you add that to it, and it's like there's totally different worlds coexisting right next to each other, man. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah, battlefield lines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, for real. Hold the line. <laughs> like the neighbor, the surrounding neighborhood contributes to the local school by having their dog shit on the lawn. I was. I didn't know if you were going to bring that up. Oh yet. hell yeah, I'm going to bring that okay. up. <laughs> it's true. I'm it's sorry. True. Are we censored here? Do <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't let my. It's going to haunt me. Somebody's going to be like, "Listen to this." You said that we were shitting on your lawn. Well, fuck yeah, you were. Like <laughs> yeah. seriously, like last Legit. summer, there was like a mountain of dog feces, like in the garbage can area of the school, right? There's postage all over the school all over. that says, don't bring your fucking dog on our lawn. All right, not like that, but it says, you know. Yeah, we tried, to, we tried to have that word. Uniform there, code 456, <laughs> please don't, you know, dog, no dogs off your leash. You know, health concerns for the kids. And I'm like, these folks don't value that. And in fact, they're hoping that we, you know, that we go away. Like one day that there won't be these black and brown babies up in that school. What we need is like the old school demolition man, like things that comes out of the ground. Remember when they like, oh, yeah. remember when he spray painted? That's like, right. He was they like spray paint Taco, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, and everything. And all of a sudden, those things came out the ground, like <laughs> and like erased it and like shocked the dude that was like stealing it. That's what you need. I remember that. Yeah, we do need that. <laughs> Pop out of the ground and shock I, the dog. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really big on trying to build bridges. Because I, I get there's a lot of things that irritate me about the situation over there at Lake. You know, one of them being that it's a, a, a co-founded school where you have two different schools in one building. And I'm telling you, we're two competing schools. 
you know, against each other. Because you have one that is a for-profit charter school, mm -hmm. and then you have a public school, okay? The charter school pretty much has their own rules that they run by, like, totally separate from public schools, right? Mm -hmm. So they can choose what children go to their school. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. They can have people working on their staff that do not have licenses as teachers. They can do that at a charter school. <coughs> Public schools can't do that. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. So there's, you know, that frees up a lot of stuff for that charter school, right? Mm -hmm. And their expectations for, like, scoring is totally different than what a public school would have to do. Like, we're going off of standards that are fucking, like, here. Charter schools are, like... There's yeah, the public's are high. Because it's where the money's coming from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I'm like, you got you got us competing against folks like that. Like that's not to me, education is supposed to be about justice. When you add in capitalism like that, there's gonna be no justice that comes from that. It's come up so many times on podcasts. It's every industry. It's everything. Yeah, everything. Capitalism is completely infused, and when you do have that kind of stuff, it really takes away from from our, yeah, our there's not one our, industry that's not affected by capitalism <laughs> yeah i mean there's a there's a place for capitalism and there's a place for charters but i just feel like it's a horrible idea where you have two competing entities in the same building yeah like these cats have been playing like by different jacking rules. our well and then they jack our ideas right so like the knights of the nine ceremonies that we do they have their own brand of that because they saw you know kids were interested in it Freaking uh, uh, with Stephen Smith, I got that archery set. So we've been, man, we've been f doing archery. Every time I can get the kids on a bow, I'm going to do it, right? Because a lot of these kids are never going to have that chance of doing any type of archery consistently, you know what I mean? Unless they are going to Ballarat or whatever, you know what I mean? And now, like, they're seeing that I'm doing that, that we're doing that at Lake. So they're going to try to compete against that, right? Because we're competing for students. Students are money. Mm -hmm. That is a for-profit school. We're not. We're just a public school. Just trying, We're struggling as it is already, just, you know, keeping our numbers up of students going to that school. And a, a good comparison here for that is uh, uh, the Denver's Boys School right up the street from us. It's mm. like maybe five minutes up the street. They just got closed. Like just recently, it was big news. It ha I think it happened like yesterday. They got it, and we just got finished uh, with our first round of school of choice. And I think they were doing that because they were hoping that they would have enough numbers to continue to be open. So now, like you got all those families that were dedicated into going to the school, and now they can't participate in there anymore, and they have to find their own school now. Man. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. So that's that's definitely one of my gripes, and then of course, you know, dealing with the uh, neighborhood folks that uh, <laughs> you know would rather poop on the lawn instead of come in and build a bridge. How, do you, how, how yeah? How do we build the bridges, man? Like, well, the first thing I wanted to do was to set up a table right out there in on the grass, and whenever I saw a freaking you know person come up with a dog, I would go over there, and, you know, just share some information, like, hey. Let's talk to <laughs> love let's talk to the city council. You know what I mean? Like I, that's what I would do. I would be out there because I work with the kids throughout the summer. So I'm gonna be out there. I've stepped on so much dog poo and slipped on it. Our kids have like kids got ringworm from the poo out there. I remember like, you telling me that. Yeah. It's ridiculous, like ridiculous. So like for me, I'm like I'm tr I'm always trying to be like, hey, let's have a let's sit down, let's talk. You know, obviously you're using our field as a you know porta potty for your dog 
But I mean, there's a dog park. You just got to walk them down like maybe a mile, maybe. You know, it's fairly close. So like this is some selfish shit that you're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like we got all the signs up, man. That says a lot that you're willing to do that. And this is for like kids' health. It's so. fine. It's so weird. I don't even know how to navigate it because it's so bizarre having the two worlds so close together, but like completely isolated. Yeah. There's got to be some way to get people aware because they're not. They're, I I mean, would, they're, no, they're not. completely oblivious. To I would it. clean up the dog poop. Okay. Individually bag the dog poop. Just put and it on there. <laughs> whenever I see somebody having when their dog took a shit, I'd go over there and give them two more bags. There you go. Full of shit? Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a lot of poop. There you go. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, that's a lot of poop, man. And I mean, it was like literally, it was a mountain of dog feces that I was helping to shovel up and put into the dumpster, man. Because, you know, uh, even for who's, like who's our clean, lands. Who's cleaning it all up? It's the facilities. Facilities goes out that there and they clean it up. I love them, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're beat. They're, they're G's, amazing. Man. Like Junior, freaking a uh, 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 little Hefe there. Like all of them are dope. Man. Dude, I was hanging in there as long as I could. My room turned into Antarctica gradually. <laughs> and I was hanging in there. I just bring an extra jacket, you know what I mean? I had yeah. layers, but eventually it was really affecting the kids. Yeah. Like to a point where they, and then, and, and, the, and my AC, it was blasting AC all the time, cold Ooh. air. So it was super bad. So, but I never spoke up about it. So I finally said something within a day. He came in, checked out the, the ac mm -hmm. turned it off so at least it wasn't blowing cold air yeah. they came in they fixed my thermostat got everything going my room is toasty now. nice nice <laughs> nice they're yeah. g's man they, yeah they, they talk about no credit though you know what i mean like they're behind yeah. the scenes you don't see those yeah, guys nobody thinks talk about the teachers all oh, the teachers are making all this difference like what about those dudes <laughs> yeah, you know what i mean do man those are, those are my homies man like, <laughs> I get anything done without that that was like one of the first things that uh uh of my wife's agenda was uh was the broken window theory man yeah no i remember that when walking was... through them hallways it was dark bro all that how it's all lit up and nice now i wonder so like much that. i it's i get so curious about all that stuff because I, i'm coming in you know year two yeah since you guys two. have been That's there right. Right. so and i hear about all that stuff and yeah. i mean numbers show it i mean things have really gotten better as far as culture as far as everything that's happening there and i'm, I'm curious I'm, I'm like i would do you have pictures from back then or anything i should have fucking took pictures man yeah that's okay <laughs> it's okay but i often i do wonder because i mean it seems nice to me like everything's it's, it's beautiful nice now man it was just it's it was a very old building and it is yeah it's a super old building what was it um, um 93 years ago on a it's like 18 24 yeah. 26 something like that so on a lighter note when i first started talking to amanda she had told me about some video they made for the school so i went on to youtube and i was like oh, i want to see this video that they made and so i, so I google lake middle school dude it's like haunted haunted videos for days i was like what yeah, which was funny because i was working at rimcad you yeah. remember so that building is haunted for sure oh hell yeah yeah. Oh, yeah you know uh, uh, my uh one of my friends he worked uh security there at uh at the school over there man steven hunter and freaking he was like man i like I, there's beasts that walk around here dog and i was like what wait he works security where <laughs> uh at your camp at the campus over there did you know that well, steven hunter now. I, he wasn't there when we were there. No, no, yeah. no. This was this was recent. This was like last year. He was there. Huh. Wh what? Yeah, last year. I was there last year. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> what? Yeah. We have to have him back on. Yeah, we got to get Steve back on. He's yeah. uh, he's got martial arts going. 
and uh, he's doing some good work, man. He's real focused on the spiritual aspect. I'd like to catch up with that dude because yeah, I, I mean, I fell off the Mike knows I fell off the social media <laughs> face of the planet. I don't, and, and I mean, you don't realize not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but <laughs> but every once in a while, you're reminded there are little pockets like that. You're like, damn, what's that dude up to? Like, <laughs> he's grinding. Probably would yeah, know if grinding. I was... He's grinding. He's putting in the work. He's got uh, his. Uh, he's got a five hundred one c three now with uh, right. martial arts. Right. So he's he's real focused on getting that rolling, man. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, mean, wouldn't mind seeing that dude at all. We could definitely have him back on. Hell um, yeah. Do you have any haunted stories yourself from when you were working at Ramcat? Yes. Oh, that whole, did you video. tell me about this already? Yeah, I the forgot. Video. So like when we were in the Robinson building, um, I was sitting there in my office and um, I heard this. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the video still on my phone. And so I was like, what the hell is that noise? It's like, what's going on? I was like, I was like, and I went to the door and it was Tracy's office. And mm-hmm. I was like, knocked on the door and I was like, hey, are you in there? I was like, and there was no, and it stopped. I was like, are you in there? And I like was knocking and I was like, called, like, you know, I called her phone and I was like, she's not in there. I was like, what the heck? Then all of a sudden it started going, like somebody was typing. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, that's weird shit. What the hell, dude? And so right next to it was an old conference room. Um, and so I went out that door, like propped it open and I went back cause I, cause her, our office is outside window. So you can see outside too. And she usually had a window open, um, with blinds, the blinds are open. And so I like went over there and I was like looking, I was like, there's nobody in this room right here. I was like, what the oh, fuck is geez. going on? I was, like, I was like, there's nobody in this room. I was like, okay, I, I must be tripping. I was like, I'm gonna get somebody else to make sure I'm not tripping. And so I remember, who was that I got? I think her name was Teresa um, from accounting. And I went down the hall and I was like, brought it back. I was like, do you hear, do you hear this? And it was all, she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, sweet, it's not me. I was like, what does it sound like? She's like, typing. I was like, yes. I was like, thank you. I was like, oh my God, dude. I was like, I thought it was going crazy. Yeah, dude. And I was like, it was, it was wild. Like I said, I still have it on my phone. So I'll show you guys after the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I got a video too. I told you I was, when I was, went back to school, start becoming a teacher. I was, I used to stay late after work and I study late in the night and everybody would leave and it'd get dark and it was kind of just a spooky building in general. But I remember one night I got up to go to the restroom and you remember, I don't know whose office it was when you were there. We didn't, we never overlapped, huh? at Rimcad. No. no, we both worked there but at different times. Yeah. The the office right there by that bathroom. It's yeah. it, cuz it's all medical yep. ex medical uh-huh. facility so it's like a medical bathroom with a shower and yeah. stuff like that in there. Right next to that bathroom there's the two doors. There's the bathroom door and then there's the door to what when I was there it was Adam's, Adam's office. office. Yep. Yeah. So and that door's shut and locked. They've uh-huh. all gone home for the day and I'm walking to the bathroom and all of a sudden that thing just like like <laughs> it just shakes really hard and I'm like, "Okay. That was weird." <laughs> that that was weird. I go to the bathroom. I come out and it starts doing it again. Just shaking like crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, so shit. like an idiot in a scary movie, I run to get it. my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got it. What is going on? So I grab my phone. I come back and it's doing it. I get the camera up. I hit record and it stops. And I'm looking at the door. I'm like, what in the hell? All of a sudden, on the bathroom door. 
and I turn this way, then the door shakes. So you hear it, but every, both times I'm moving the camera and, and I can't get it off. on camera. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, they're making fun of me because then all of a sudden it's like, I look at the camera like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the last I heard time. it. Yeah. 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 Tony was seen. Yeah. Well, Lake, hmm. uh, I got a couple. Do you? Uh, okay. So I'm cleaning up the uh, auditorium, right? And that it's, auditorium kind of creeps me out. A yeah, bit. so I'm not gonna lie. the boys are, you know, they're running around the auditorium, you know, having a great time in the hallways. And I had opened up all the uh, doors because I had just put a fresh like coat of gloss on the stage. Right? Is this during school hours or after? school? This was during summer. This was the first oh, year that summer. we were there. So that first summer, like all, everything there, the whole purpose was working on the facility getting it freaking like immaculate for the kids when they come in because like we wanted to blow the kids minds just off of the environmental change that was going to happen to the school so like they for a long time that stage was neglected man like there's dead fucking it's rats and shit stage. all up on there and like we we're cleaning up the dead rats literally dead rats yeah cleaning Damn. up fucking uh um like all this old uh, music equipment that was on there man like it was like seriously neglected man so like there's a bazillion guitars and bass guitars up on that stage. Uh on sta uh right on stage, right behind those big black curtains. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of fucking good shit up there, dude. Whoa. So uh uh, you know, I'm cleaning that stuff up. I put a new gloss uh on the uh stage and then I start polishing I polished all the seats in the auditorium by hand. Like with a little spray, little polish spray, little wood spray, and I wiped every fucking seat down. Damn. So as I was wiping <laughs> the seats down, fucking, uh, uh, I had went to the backstage where the little speaker system was, right? Uh, it, well, at the time, it really wasn't a speaker system. It was like a little PA system. And uh, I started hearing the doors close in the auditorium, like one by one. So they're like, boom, 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 boom. and then I go out there, I'm like, what the fuck? Like what just happened? So yeah, you know, I Were think now, I'm thinking that it's the kids fucking you know doing it, but like they would have to be super coordinated and super fucking fast to close all the damn doors, like like it closed uh, at yeah. that time. So like I hopped out of the auditorium and I'm like, where the fuck are the boys? And the boys were all chilling out in Amanda's office, and you know I'm I'm talking to the uh, custodial staff and facility folks. I'm like, guys, did you guys close all the fucking doors? And they're like, nah, man. So then I was like, got the chills, and I was like, eh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yo. And then, uh, uh, like, you'll smell it every now and again, but it smells like somebody smoking a cherry cigar throughout the building, Dang. and it happens like in certain places. And then there's another smell that's very. Wait, but distinct. you know what? That's interesting too. Real quick before you go on, uh, speaking of Tracy's office, her new office, the one in the Texas building. Uh, one day she came in. And the whole place reeked like a, like it smelled the best we could describe. It was like a, I called it an old man's underwear drawer. <laughs> like it was like just this really stagnant, like old smell. And it had some cigar in it. It was like yeah. a cigar smell. Never could figure out what, that one day we just walked in. It was terrible, dude. We were all like, yeah. what the hell? Like it's like straight essence, man. And then uh, <laughs> the second smell, <laughs> the second smell smells like freaking cat litter. It's like a, like a cat litter box. Ugh. Like just laying somewhere and like huh. you know that's that cat litter smell. Man. Are there particular spots you said? Yeah, man. Where are the spots? So for the, the cat two? litter smell, you'll smell that like right by the auditorium, like right when you walk in the foyer. 
and you turn to the right main towards entrance. the main office. So like right on the corner there, like you'll smell it right there, like every now and again. And then uh, for that cigar smell, you'll smell it in the main office, or you'll smell it down by the cafeteria, or you'll smell it down in the basement. Hmm. So here it is. This is the oh video. Oh, God. So my work is haunted. <laughs> Hear that clear noise? Oh, my yeah. God, it's clear as day. There's nobody in that office. That's crazy. See, it's still doing it. There's nobody in that office. <laughs> Mike Mike takes the camera down to the floor and is looking this at This is the outside of the office. I'm afraid to see <laughs> You're afraid to see what's in there. <laughs> you should put this on YouTube, bro. That's wild. So it literally stopped once I went outside. The noise, the clicking, and looked in the window. It's not doing it anymore. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But you can That's- hear it. That is so crazy. Uh, Where did you say the the? I, I don't know. If you, I don't stay late there anymore. I just because I had to, <laughs> ever since the Ramcad thing. Like I yeah. go, I work at home at night. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> because I've stayed uh, quite a few times where everyone's cleared out of there, and yeah. man, that place freaks me the fuck out. And then the the, the staff, the, the janitorial staff, they'll shut off the lights on the second floor yeah, the second where floor. I work. Yeah. So right. I've come out of my room it before, and I'm dark, like, and you're like, oh Whoa, my god, this is so I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> It's an old building, man. There's a lot yeah, of history yeah. there. It's 93 years, man. Yeah, uh, that was another time. Uh, Reese, when she worked there. Oh, I remember this one, too. Yeah, she was talking about when she was like there um, early. She was there really early one day before any of us got there. And uh, she heard some humming and some singing. And she was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, it's really beautiful. And she like said that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she heard an acknowledgement. of like, oh, thank you. And she was like, oh, that's really. And then she was like. She kept on going about her work and everything like that. And then, because she thought it was somebody there. Yeah. She thought it was like, you know, Heather or somebody else that was our controller at the time. And um, so kept on going and saying, she's like, oh, what is that song? She said, she's, what is the song you're humping? And she like went down and she, all the doors are closed. And she's all, um, she like knocked on the doors and everything. She's like, there's nobody there. <laughs> oh, <sighs> man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go somewhere else <laughs> for the rest of the day. That stuff's no doubt real, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, scientific remember the elevator? I'm pretty sure that uh, that's the real deal. You hit on it with the, when you said essence. You got me thinking yeah, about man. that. Because that's really what it is. There's just Sometimes it's intangible almost. You just sort yeah. of feel something. Oh, yeah. Remember oh, yeah. the, the elevator when we were doing that podcast? Oh, that Rimcast? You, you did a, at least one episode at yeah, Rimcast, right? Yeah, with uh, Sensei Walker. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We, so we, we were just randomly went up. Yeah. We did a few. Yeah, one time. Was it just the three of us? It was just a three. No, the yo-yo man was supposed to show up. Remember Who was that the dude Dean? with the yo-yo? Dean. De- uh, movie guy. Dean Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that who it was? Anyway, so we're up there. It, it, you remember coming up there. It's yeah. like this teeny little floor. There's like yeah. two offices up there. And it was late. It was after the whole place was closed. Yeah. And that, and I, by the way, my, I worked there for three years and I did not take the elevator the last year I worked there. I just stopped. <laughs> not just because it might be haunted or whatever, but because it was, it was a death trap. It Dude, was. you step on it. No, like, oh, it was man. broken every that's three right. days. That's right. Every yeah. three days they shut it down. But we were up there doing a podcast and then. All of a sudden, we just heard, and the elevator came up all the way to the fourth floor. No one goes up there. There's two offices up yeah. there, and they were long gone. Yep, and it just stopped. Came up there, it stopped. No one got out. We never saw anybody. Yep. We're yeah. like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah, we took that elevator. That damn thing uh, struggled. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot well, you of know, man, like, had a lot of man meat on there. And then like my, <laughs> my logical ass is like sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck would a ghost take an elevator though for? <laughs> right now, <laughs> like, come on, you just go through the oh, the fucking walls. They're just trying to freak us right, out. Just yeah, fuck yeah. 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 But that's how my logical brain works though, because like there was a time I was telling Tira I was having a dream. I was like having a nightmare. I was like, oh my god, I had a nightmare. I was like, um. I was in this pool, and this fucking shark was like coming towards me. I was like, ah! And I was like, going, I was like, wait a second, what the fuck is a shark doing in a pool? <laughs> in your dream, you did that? Yeah. And, like, and then, like, the shark was like, like just. He was like, I don't know, you he put like, me he here. He was like, uh, disappeared. It was gone. In your dream, I'm in here. And it was like, it was just like, the shark, like, stopped and was like, yeah, I guess I'm not supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. I was like, right? Poof. You would die. Yeah. You would die. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are powerful, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, I uh, uh, always had this reoccurring dream where uh, this shadowy figure, I would only see a silhouette and it would paralyze me, you know, when I saw it, like I would just be paralyzed and it would always happen like whenever something significantly traumatic would happen to me in my life. So whether it was like when my parents got a divorce or like I would see these, be a part of these traumatic things, this this thing would show up and make itself known, right? And uh, the last time I saw this thing was... uh, uh well, my mom, you know, went through a little alcoholic phase, man. She uh, dove off, and uh, this thing popped up, and uh, like my TV was on at the time because I was, you know, it was PlayStation, Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> this is like high school time, <laughs> yeah. So you know, Final Fantasy Seven, it, and I'm like, uh, I I doze off, but when I wake up, I see this silhouette figure, you know, behind the TV, and it steps forward, and it was my mother. And then I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And like as and then like after that, like wow. is when like we started to like I our relationship started to get really bad. Like it was like it was like I didn't know who this person was, like when when she got drunk and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. it was like a freaking traumatic experience. Well that's what they say is like um when you're dreaming of like silhouettes and like shadows mm-hmm. and they're like of a like a humanish form that it's uh demons. Mm-hmm. Like actual, like, actual like demonic actual entities. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, it did, it showed itself as my mother, but like her eyes were not. It, it wasn't her. Like I, it, yeah. like Dude, the form of her, <laughs> but like her eyes were like it was. I couldn't recognize her eyes. Yeah. Like those are my mother's eyes, and it was like man, like as she was hitting the bottle, like she turned into that to that demon, demon dude, yeah. and I was like, I don't even fucking recognize you. Like, I couldn't even talk to Maybe her. Maybe she like, was possessed. To Maybe she was possessed. And that was that demon. Probably well, was. back in the day, that's how they treated ailments yeah. and diseases. And, and, I mean, alcoholism is most certainly a disease that yeah. we tend to separate those things. You know, again, our science world and, like, what we are percept, you know, our, whatever that is, that keen other sense, your spirit, your soul, yeah. being in touch with that stuff, that they looked at it as illnesses. Mm, you yeah. know, that's what it was. If you had a demon in you, right? Was yeah. that you we were talking about? I was wow. talking about this with somebody recently. I don't remember who. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are trippy, man. And it's hard to know what's going on. I had, like, when I was 16, I've told you about this a yeah. couple times, but when I was 16, I had this crazy dream. And it, it doesn't sound th- that crazy when I talk about it. But what was crazy was, like, it just felt so detailed and so real. It was like almost like when I woke up from the dream, I thought, am I dreaming now? Because that shit felt real. Yeah. And it was this weird dream. I was like old. And I had hair, like super long white hair. I had a super ass long beard. Hell yes. I was in shackles. Whoa. 
and uh, hands and feet, and they walked me out. There, there was like these weird guards, and it was almost like the future. You ever see that movie, Flight of the Navigator? Yeah. Do you remember the chair he sat in? like the pilot's yeah, chair yep. in that movie. Yep. It's like this big, like metallic throne uh-huh. looking thing. And it was kind of like that, but they're walking me toward it. And there's like all these fucking people and they're, but I can't see them, but I can hear them. And it's just like a stadium sounding, mm-hmm. but there's, it's mixed. There's booze and cheers and people scream. And it was like this chaotic environment. They, they march me up to the thing. They take my shackles off, sit me down in the chair. They strap my arms to this chair and strap my feet to the bottom and then this dude like looks up at this guy who's like up in the corner and he just pulls this thing and it's like and everything goes white and that's it that was the end of the dream I had it when I was 16 dude it stuck with me my whole fucking life because it feels and then I woke up like this doesn't feel real like that shit felt real like what was that very bizarre yeah so I had like a (laughs) I had like a demon dream one time before Um, it was when I was in high school and I remember, like, after school, I went home, and I was, like, laying on the couch and, you know, fell asleep, took a little nap right after school. And I remember laying there, and I remember um, seeing myself laying on the couch and in the corner of the room. And I was like, what the heck is on the corner? I was like, am I looking at myself? And all of a sudden, it was just like, those hands, like, went out and, like, went over to my neck, and I woke up, like, And I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, I was like, what the hell was that? I was like, oh my God. And then like another time at Were that you, same did house. You, did you mess with anything in high school? No. Smoke weed no, or anything like no, that? No. no. <laughs> Just wondering. Um, and then like another time, it was funny because like, um, you know, I had my room in the basement and um, it had these, you know, those glow in the dark stars on my wall oh, for yeah. like ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just, just left them there. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, uh, there was a time, it was like, you know, it was night, lights are off and everything like that. And uh, my brother, I was in one part of the basement, and my brother was in the other part of the basement. And so uh, I remember laying there, and I saw this thing go. And you saw the, like, the, the stars, oh, like, oh, like somebody yeah. was walking by, because it was like, it went like blank, like where it was, the mm-hmm. stars and everything, and they're glowing. And I was like, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, stop, dude. And I was like, Robert. I was like, oh God. And when you know, and the when you're freaked out, the only method of of, of saving of saving yourself is holding yourself tight and, like, oh, and doing and doing the short breaths. Yeah, like, if I don't move, I don't breathe. Yeah, I won't see like, sure, dude, that's something primal. I bet you and that's from our it is. dude. And then it was. I remember. Then my brother, like, I heard my brother turn the lights on. He start to come downstairs, and I was like, <gasps> I was like Robert. <laughs> and he opened up the door. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Just, <laughs> Damn. 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 Shit. Damn. Yeah. Demons, dreams. Yeah. I mean, it's all yo. It's all connected. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, I gotta, I gotta ask you, Tony. Like, uh, how's it feel being in the battlefield for this long? Well, I, I, I dealing had, with the secondhand traumas, dealing with the long hours, trying to adjust your life to something that, you know, was a little unexpected. Uh, man, you know, I had the only goal I set for myself this year was don't give up in the first year. Mm. Get. Through, I thought you were gonna say not die. 
Don't. <laughs> yeah, that's not, unfortunately that's not fully in my control. But, but no, just don't give up and make it through the year. And it feels pretty damn good to be where we are now. I'm coming up on the end of February, moving into March, and the fact that we've got here, I know at this point for sure I can make it all the way through. But I have to be totally honest, dude. Um, you remember my story where I wanted to do this, mm-hmm. why I came and do this is my life when I was young. My life in junior high was pretty crazy, yeah. kind of chaotic. Um, and particularly even elementary was even worse for me, but I wanted to go in and, and give something back. And, you know, cause I've, I've done pretty well in my life considering there was a point where, you know, when I was young, where I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, uh-huh. but getting into it and seeing it every day and starting to hear stories and talking and getting to know these kids, um, it fucked with my head, man. Mm. And stuff that I thought that was behind me wasn't behind me. Mm. So I've had, I've had a lot going on, man. I've had, I mentioned the insomnia. That's just one symptom, but I mean, I've got a lot of emotional stuff that's come up in me that I thought, ah, man, that stuff. I dealt with that. I handled it. It's all good. I squashed all that. And then I find myself having panic attacks, Mm -hmm. freaking out, losing, losing my shit emotionally, Mm -hmm. sometimes by myself even. Um, so I've recently gone back uh, full disclosure, man, I'm getting, I went back to see, cause we have, we get free yeah, therapist you get, visits. Yeah, you get free so I went back, I started talking to somebody. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting therapy, man. That's dope. And yeah. And I think it's, it's the best thing that could ever happen to me because I didn't realize that that stuff was still there. You know, I didn't realize that that those, those, whatever it is, that unresolved emotion, you know, those, where you experience something and you think, oh, I'm good with it. And you try to just move on. And I think that what I have failed to do is accept that that shit's not going to like leave me. It's never going to be all the way gone. Um, so to answer your question, man, it's been a really hard year, uh, but it has been life changing. It's woken me up to myself oh. more than ever. And and on the technical issue of just teaching itself, I'm in love, man. I, yeah. I thought music was my deepest passion and I've never experienced joy like I'm experiencing in, in teaching kids. So That's there's dope. all sides That's of it. That's cool, so. man. <laughs> but uh, you're right. Trauma is uh, is a time traveler. You know what I mean? And, I've heard uh, you say that before. That's a good yeah. way to put it. I mean, that's real shit, man. Like uh, earlier in the year, the school year, I was suffering from sleeping, dude. Like I was, ha- that's why I got to learn about sleep and like <laughs> how important it is and getting the statistics. <laughs> that's why you knew him like that. <laughs> yeah. Because I was fucking losing it. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, fuck, I'm getting like two, three hours maybe in. Like I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta switch something up. And I was being triggered, man. Like I, I would hear about the traumas that these children were going through, and then I would go home, I'd go to sleep, and then the trauma that I was hearing from them, and just dealing with all the different, you know, uh, 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 children that are just dealing with whatever they're dealing with, you know, and then taking on that trauma, man. Like it would reenact itself, and then revive like some old demons. You know, mm-hmm. and I'd be revisiting that shit in my sleep. So I'd be like, fuck, I'm just going to sleep for three hours, four hours, and then I'm going to get up and we're going to roll. So like, uh, uh, yeah. man, it's a time trap. Trauma is a time traveler. Yeah. And uh, it's important that you learn the the dark arts to deal with them. You know what I mean? Because you're always, they're always going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I think they call it uh, shadow integration. When I, uh, uh, I really went into, uh, Steve was there to help me out through this thing, man. Uh, but I was revisiting a lot of, uh, uh, I was having, like I said, a lot of issues, man, a lot of trauma from war, a lot of trauma from, you know, dealing with my own father wounds and family issues, you know what I mean? 
And I was like, dude, if I'm going to be out here guiding these babies, like I need to have like myself to a place where I can like be like, yo, like I need to address my stuff so I can help address the issues that these babies are dealing with. And I can have tools for them that I'm using. You know what I mean? Because if we want to see the change, like we got to model that shit, man. We got to model yeah, we it. Do. Like if I, if if uh, one of the students or or if my son is is like having a tincher tantrum, like dude, like yelling at our children is not going to change that, because what it's going to do is going to they're going to learn that yo, if somebody gets frustrated, and I get frustrated, well fuck, I'm just going to throw that fire back at them. And that's yeah. not how we approach those situations, man. That that just pushes people away. They build fucking walls up and shit, and then goddamn you, you gotta have to do a lot to bring those bricks down so you can address those issues, you know? Yeah, man. So it's like uh, I gotta learn those things, man. I had to learn Me those too. things, bro. I'm dude. I'm learning. Yeah, same. Same. I'm still. I'm still learning, man. Uh, there's this cat named uh, Brother Kareem. He uh, does. Uh, uh, he taught me that shadow integration when I went with Steve because Steve needed tools and I needed tools because we're basically doing the same thing. Like we want to help the youth to deal with their trauma, you know? So like we had to deal with ours. And for Steve, Steve doesn't trust black men. He doesn't trust them and he doesn't trust them. You know, I, I don't want to get too much into his personal stuff, but I, I think it would be okay to share this, but like his dad was murdered by, uh, by another black man. You know, dad was just like him, like how Steve is. It's like how his father is, was, you know, super like he would be in an airman. He would be in the military. I'm sure Steve would have been in the military if certain things went that way. But uh, he's the spitting image of his father. And like he could never really trust black men, you know, because a black man robbed him of his father. And like when we went to this particular session, he was like, man, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I don't want to, you know, get into this thing and, and do this. I will observe, but I'm not going to fucking like we're not going to tackle my demons. And I was like, cool, like I'll, I'll tackle mine. Like I'm like when you go to any type of setting like this, like you have to be open. You know what I mean? You can't be guarded. And I was like, it's cool, Steve. You're like, If you want to. This is not for you, you yet. Just observe and we can take these tools but I just need you to help, you know, me as we do this because I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be open, you know. So I got uh, uh, Kareem uh, Hasir. He goes by H-Soul. He's real active in the black community and in the educational field. I'm pretty sure we're going to run into him sooner or later. Um, and we're all sitting down in the circle. And this is the first time I ever sat down with a bunch of black men like this before. Because usually, you know... I'm the only black dude in the room or the second one, you know, <laughs> that token the black one. guy or, or the second token black guy. So this is like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a culture shock. Um, but like I, I'm, I pour it open. Like Kareem asked me, you know, when was the first time I ever had trauma in my life? Like where I was like, what? Like, are we going to live? You Like my world is crumbling around me. And uh, that's when my parents, like, split. You know, my father and my mother sat me down after they tore up the freaking house. And uh, they told this two-year-old and this four-year-old, like, who do you want to go with? And that's a fucking lot to put on a kid, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I you was know? the exact same age when that happened. Yeah. Really? Well, I was... Pierce, what? I was six. For real? My brother was... Um, 
and my brother was two. Damn, Robert's younger than you. Yeah, and so it was. was yeah, so it was. It was six and two, sure. and so that was the same conversation that happened. It was like, you know, my my dad's moving out, and you know they come up to us like, well, who do you want to who do you want to live with? I live with your dad. Or you want to live with me? Yeah, you're, like, you're like, like what, what the, the heck? Fuck? And so you're like. You're sitting there and, you know, like, I'll live with, because uh, before, you know, it's just because my dad, he adopted me. I don't know my biological dad. Mm. And so he adopted me and that's who I call my dad. And so I was like, well, I don't, uh, and, and, you know, I'm a mama's boy. So I've been with my mom the mm -hmm. whole time. I was like, well, mom. And, and then obviously, you know, because big Rob's brother went. with you. Yeah. yeah. Big brother went, you know, he's going to go with me too. And you're just like, damn, that is this. Yeah. That is a shitty situation to put somebody yeah. in. Like yeah. you think about it now, and it's like, dude, you like that's fucked up. That's fucked up. You yeah. just ask a six year old to make a life decision. Yeah, like yeah, it's like like a six year old asks. Yeah. Well, life you're also decision. letting go of one of your parents, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, so, to at least in yeah, an immediate sense. So, like, uh, I was uh, I was conversating with my brother. My brother's name is Robert as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You guys are brothers. Multiverse. <laughs> There's three of them. It's the multiverse. So, uh, freaking, I'm sitting down uh, with him and like our little baby minds. We're like, okay, we love our family. Like, we want our family to stay together. So, I went with my father and then my brother went with uh, my mom. And uh, at the time, we were living down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, I we were driving back to uh, Colorado Springs because that's where my dad's side of the family had settled down. And on the way, pff, fucking, I wept the whole time. Man. Yeah, four year old scarred me, scarred me deeply. And uh, my dad had to take a break. He had to pull over in Pueblo, and like I kept on crying, man, until fucking like five o'clock in the morning. He wakes up and he's like, "Yo, like, what's going on? Are you on?" And I'm like, "Dude, I can't do it. Like, I can't leave." I can't leave Robert and I can't leave my mom. Like, I can't do this. And like, I got to go back. So he drove me back and then he left. And then right after that, he fucking, he shot himself in the stomach with a damn crossbow trying to kill himself. Yeah. And like that wounded me like deeply. Yeah. Like it, dude, I was fucking, and I carried it. I carried it the whole time. Like, I remember the next day my mom was like, uh, yo, you're the man of the house now. Lacey, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to set the example of being a man, and da, da, da. and she's having this conversation with a four-year-old. So <laughs> for me, I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta be like He-Man." You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta mm -hmm. act like fucking the goddamn Lionel from Thundercats, because that's those were my references. Yeah. Those are my yep. compasses of what you know leadership and manhood look like. You know, and it 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 deeply scarred me, man. And I'd never ever address that shit until fucking like I don't know four or five years ago with steve wept like a fucking like i was that four-year-old so uh uh kareem said uh, we'll name that feeling that you feel right now that pain that you feel we'll name that wounded lacy i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right we'll call it wounded lacy fuck and he was like uh <laughs> he was like well you know you trust steve so steve is gonna be wounded lacy for you and you need to tell Wounded Lacey, you know, tell him what the future holds for him. Like, tell him what he needs to do, you know. Damn. And I did. I spoke to myself, Steve, and I fucking, I could barely get words out. I was so emotional, man. It's like sad and releasing all that 
trauma and integrating with that shadow. So like that, it's extremely important to integrate with that baggage, man, that we have because uh, that technique, that, that technique of trying to heal that particular wound, because the wound will always be there. You know, it will rear its head. Like I, I sense it. And when you can identify it, when you're like, fuck, like I'm about to, wounded Lacey's about to fucking come out. And then you can be like, oh, I recognize that. Well, this is what I need to do to correct that. Like it will help you so much, mm. man. Like for real. And, it, and I mean, it was so healing that I w was in a particular environment with other men, you know, because a lot of it, my grandfather never fucking talked to me about how to deal with trauma. You know, my dad was never there, obviously. And, uh, uh, you know, my uncle was there, but he too was never taught how to address those particular issues and problems, man. And like, that's where that extra help comes in. So it's like, it's, it's courageous to be vulnerable because I see vulnerability as a strength, man. Like when you're able to really open yourself up and address like the, your wounds, dude, it's going to fucking change your world, man. Yeah. And, and for me, it's a little different. I mean, I've, I've dealt with stuff for a lot of years and like I've, I've gotten therapy before and I've done those things, but it is, it says weird things. I have this bad habit of just sweeping it under the rug yeah. and thinking, okay, okay, cool. Now I can check that box. I'm good. Time to move on. And, you know, and then I'm blowing my top or I'm fucking, I'm unstable in some way, you know? So I feel like that's fascinating. I want to look into that more. Yeah, man. Shadow integration. Like there, there's different techniques, different tactics of dealing with that, man. Hmm. But you gotta, it's something that, uh, like you, uh, you can't do it alone. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> it's not like I was in the, you know, in the room and I was, Somehow I'm going to dress this shit by myself. You dress up a teddy bear in the corner. <laughs> yeah, be like, all right, wounded Lacey, listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, that's not, uh, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, like, it's it's extremely important, man. So, like, I would, dude, I'd like, get get the help, man. Uh, I know in the military, and fucking, I, bar I barely even began to scratch the surface of the traumas that I suffered over in Afghanistan. I can't yet. imagine, dude. You know what I mean? So... It's like you, you got to open yourself up to get that healing, man, uh, because, you know, us as the leaders of our family, we're co-leaders, co so I'm going to say co-leaders mm -hmm. of our families, uh, like they need to see that, man. We have to model that, you know. Uh, I'm very open with my boys. Like when I, when I slip up and Wounded Lacey comes out and fucking I'm yelling, you know, at whether it be my wife or I'm yelling at fucking my kids or something, like I'm like, oh shit, like I, that's Wounded Lacey, oh shit. Like, and then I got to come back and I have like guys like, I'm sorry guys, like, you know, I'm wounded, man, I'm carrying a lot of wounds. I, that's not how you approach the situation. Like, let's, like, we need to heal from this. Like, let's, this is what we need to do next time. Yeah. It's extremely important, man, cuz uh man, it's it it's it's great to have a support system, you know? And it's so easy for fellas to uh just burn all that shit up, man. We're we're real easy at burning that shit up, burning bridges. I don't know why. You think we think we are good at it. Yeah, we yeah. think we're good. At it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we think we're good at it, but like, yeah. My uh like I have to say like my wife's incredible, man. She's uh uh, definitely you know my my rock when 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 things get rough 
And uh, shout out to I the hope. women. We talk a lot of dude yeah. shit on this podcast, <laughs> but really, shout out to the women because yeah. I'm in the same boat, man. My woman is a rock too. Yeah, and and vice versa. Hopefully, I'm that rock, that mountain for my wife as well. You know, it's it's a, a duality thing, man. Like we mm-hmm. need each other. You know, mm-hmm. we all have our roles. There's roles that you know we do, but I mean, shit, we need each other, whatever that role may be. Yeah. yeah. Needing needing each other. That's such a key yeah. key concept in what we're doing too all the time. Cause trying to you say I'm on an island, but in a way I am, but like just having teachers around me, yeah, people yeah, to, people to talk to all the yeah. time. Yeah, people to lean on, not just for experience and stuff, but sometimes just kind of like there's days where my day is total shit and I'm falling yeah. apart and I talk to a fellow teacher and they're there for me and they're yeah. having a better day than I'm having. And then there's the days where it's flipped completely the opposite around, you know? Yeah. And it's like that, man. You know, my day's going great, and I bump into somebody, and I'm like, oh, your day's not going great. I'm going like to give you a hug, man. How you doing? <laughs> You're so stuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like, that's 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 important. And I feel like uh, that's also one of the one of the puzzle pieces to uh, our educational system, man. You know? Resolving trauma. Oh, well, fuck yeah. Yeah. Resolving trauma, dealing with trauma, building meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking early man, we were gathered around the fire, and that's how we shared information. That's how we shared wisdom. That's how we shared love, man. Well, man, that's what's kept me afloat more than anything this year. Because when I started, I mean, and still even to now, like you can't help but feel just totally lost when you get in there. And for me, the way I, the route I went, it wasn't like I learned how to be a teacher, dude. I had a degree from way back in the day that I never finished. So I went back and finished it. And then it was like, okay, they need teachers so bad. All I got to have is a degree. Mm -hmm. And then I jumped in and I'm simultaneously getting my credential right now. And so when it comes to strategies and getting, you know, growth and being able to exhibit that on tests and all this kind of stuff, I got no skills, man. (laughs) When I started, but what I did know (laughs) was why I was there and that I love those kids, man. And building those relationships with those kids, that is what's got me through this year. That is the thing that has been solid for me because it's, it, especially at the beginning, it's all I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to make sure that they're learning. Yeah. <laughs> Full <laughs> confession from a teacher. Full <laughs> You know, where you, it's going well, but, but you know, you don't have the skill set, but that is the thing because I think that's more important than anything else. Yeah. It's that heart, that love, that community, that building those individual relationships. And yeah. seeing we're meeting them where they're at and going, hey, man, it's not, I'm not just here to teach you English. Hell yeah. So uh, is that what keeps you going? Yeah. Good <laughs> transition. I like it. You like that? I do. I like that. <laughs> we talked a little bit before I told them uh, that I, I, one day, so I'm in my class and uh, I don't remember if you just, I think you just popped in randomly. You do that now and again, just say, hey, what's up? Yeah. And you came in and, and I remember asking you, I, I said, dude, what uh what is it that motivates you? Because you inspire me. I'm getting up trying to do this new thing in my life every day. And I look at you guys and I look at you in particular and nobody's paying you to be there. No, You're just there straight out of your heart and you're there when I leave. You're there usually when I, I don't know if you're there when I get, get Sometimes I'm there early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're there all the time. You're definitely there, there on the weekends. The yeah. You're there all the time. I'll so, be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah so I, I wanted to know. And so I asked you, what gets you out of bed, man? What what is What motivates you? And I don't know if I ever told you this, but you fucked up my whole day. What? <laughs> not, in a, not, not in a bad way. 